You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello and welcome to Today in Sports Betting for Tuesday, March 14th. The start of the madness. I'm your host, Doug Reed. And as always, you can find me on Twitter at Doug underscore Reed 34. This is the Sports Ethos presentation. And if you haven't checked this out, go to sportsethos.com and find our litany of options across all major sports. Whether you are a fantasy sports fan, a DFS player, or a sports wagering fan. You can find all kinds of information there. We have a podcast about pr- across pretty much every sports and every option you're looking for. Uh, you can find our packages, whether it's part of the wagering, uh, the wager pass, which is the group I'm a part of, uh, our DFS plays, and our fantasy options, which are exploding. Um, tons of people, tons of people uh, producing pr- uh, content out there. Lots of free information. Uh, if you haven't already, again, go to Sports Ethos and check us out. We've got some guys who've been super hot in basketball. You can check out my buddy Michael Fiddle uh, on Twitter. He's at M-F-I-D-D-L-E-14. And if you want a great handicapper in the NFL, which obviously has gone passed by, uh, but in the NBA, he uh, gets a ton of closing line value, looks at the numbers, isn't a fan of teams or who's in and out. Necess- I mean, he knows that uh, who's in and out, but it's more of uh, he's trying to get early numbers and get the right line. He's done a fantastic job doing it. Uh, if you're into DFS, my buddy Keith, Keith Cork, uh, check him out at BSBP, Bob, Sam, Bob, Peter, Keith. So BSBP Keith on Twitter. And he does a daily DFS podcast for basketball. It's a, it's a quick hit. You can get it uh, every day, early in the day. Ton of information, uh, player prop angles, DFS angles. And if you're into wagering too, it helps because you know kind of who's in, who's out, and what's going on. Um, and if you're into props, it definitely helps. So lots of lots of stuff going on. Baseball is in full steam with the World Baseball Classic going in. If you're into that, you need to check out uh, Joe Arrico on Twitter. He's at Joe O-R-R-I-C-O-9-9. He hosts our Fantasy Baseball Today podcast and has a ton of information there. Um, he's done season previews. He's done team previews. He's got all kinds of guests. 
Joe's a great guy and really knows fantasy baseball. Again, even if you're into wagering, check out some of the fantasy uh, the team previews. You know, if you're if you're looking for some um, team totals to start the season before the season gets going, got some great insights, some great local guests across all the major league cities. Uh, our baseball division is exploding here at Ethos, uh, and it's going to be a fantastic summer. Um, my buddy Blake Lawatch, who runs our wagering division, and I did most of the handicapping last year, and we'll continue to do that this year. Um, but the fantasy sports angle is exploding uh, for baseball. And I always think you can get a lot of information by listening to some fantasy insight, fantasy podcasts on uh, for wagering as well. You know, you get to, in, in starting pitchers, who's going, who's hot starting the season, uh, position battles, what the lineups are looking like. So definitely a uh, crossover between fantasy sports and wagering, I think. So we've got a lot going on here at Ethos, and I highly recommend you check us out. Um, and if you're into props before I get going, uh, talk about one of our main sponsors here, Thrive Fantasy. Prop up with Thrive Fantasy on your mobile app or at thrivefantasy.com. That's T-H-R-I-V-E. When you sign up, use the code ETHOS, E-T-H-O-S, to get 100% deposit match bonus on your first deposit up to $100, plus either two or four free game tickets. Basically, pick player props and the biggest names playing every night. Score points when your props hit. And the players with the most points at the end of the night want to share the nightly prize. And as I said earlier, if you're looking for basketball props and looking to play Thrive Basketball, check out uh, Keith Cork's daily DFS podcast. A lot of information there. So, um, March Madness technically starts tonight with two play-in games. Uh, the Big Dance starts officially Thursday, but the NIT is rolling tonight as well. So, I'm going to hit on that. Uh, but if, but first, uh, head to we'll start on the hard court, but we'll head to the NBA where there are eight games. Not necessarily on any, but some interesting games. We start in Charlotte at 7, 10 p.m. The Cavs are in town. You can get the Cavs minus five and a half. Um, total here is 218 and a half. When I pull up the injury report uh, for Charlotte, obviously the Mellow's out. Uh, Cody Martin is out. Kelly Oubre is probable. On the Cleveland side, Jared Allen is out. And Donovan Mitchell is out. Now, this this opens uh, at about minus eight for Cleveland. So it's come up. Uh, in favor of Charlotte, obviously some money coming in there. I lean Cleveland, but on the road, I can't really back them, especially laying five and a half points. If this is at home, obviously it'd be a different number, but I'd be on the Cavs. But uh, I would lean Cleveland. Money line 225, a little steep for me. But if anything, I would lean maybe towards the money line there. Next game that is probably the ugliest one on the slate, 710 in the East. Uh, the Washington Wizards are at home against the Pistons of Detroit. Washington comes in 13-point favorites, 220 is the total. The Detroit laundry list of injured players, uh, Marvin Bagley out, Bodanovich obviously still out, uh, Alec Burks out, Cunningham is out probably for the year, as we know, uh, Jaden Ivey's in health and safety protocols, yes, they still exist, Corey Joseph is questionable, although I'm not really sure what that adds, and Isaiah Stewart and Isaiah Livers out. On the Wiz side, um, Taj Gibson and Johnny Davis questionable, no real factors there. Uh, Kuzma is out. And this game opened minus 11 for Washington. Obviously, money's come in. It's now minus 13. Uh, I just can't lay 13 points with the Wizards. They should win. They should win easy, uh, but can't really touch this number. And the total of 220, you know, if you listen to my show over the last couple of years, the Wizards game, or pardon me, the Pistons games, I think are just wild swings and points. Uh, the Pistons might be a challenge to put up 100 points here. Or they could go out and put up 120 and watch this game sail over the 220 total. Um, if anything, I'd lean to the under. I just think the Pistons are so banged up. 
Um, but Washington is big favorites. Maybe they get up easy and coast in the fourth quarter, uh, but not touching the line there. Next game, which I think is going to be an interesting battle in Toronto. The, home, the Raptors are at home. One-point favorite against Denver. This line opened up Denver minus two, has flipped to the Raps at minus one. You can get the total here at 227. Um, and the number flipped, I think, basically because Jamal Murray is questionable. So for the uh, for the Nuggets, he's questionable. Um, Reggie Jackson is probable. On the Raptors side, fairly healthful, fairly healthy. Delano Benton is listed as doubtful, but not really a factor there. Every, other than that, everybody uh, should be dressed. So uh, I've got a tough time back in my Raptors, even my, minus one at home. Kind of a stay away from me here. Um, I just don't think they have an answer for Jokic. And if Murray is playing, it's definitely a stay away. Uh, but it's looking like he's doubtful the more I hear about it, But uh, which is why the line is switched, uh, flipped, obviously. Um, so if anything, I would probably lean towards uh, Denver catching a point here. Total 227, not going to touch that. The wraps are decent defensively, especially at home. Maybe lean to an under, especially if Murray's not involved in the game. Next game, we see Oklahoma City at home against the Brooklyn Nets. Oklahoma City is minus one and a half point favorite. And total here is 233. When I check the injury report for the Nets, uh, Ben Simmons, oh, shocking, is still out with left knee and back soreness. Uh, For OKC, um, not a lot really has popped up there. I'm trying to pull up what this number opened at. Opened at, sorry here, opened at a pick'em. So money's obviously coming in OKC. I would lean the Thunder. Uh, I just think they're a better, more well, well-rounded team with all their young guys playing and and going hard. Uh, and they're at home. So if anything, I might be on this game at one and a half. I would lean OKC money line one eighteen. That's all. I'll see, oh, I'm seeing minus one and a half around minus one ten, minus twelve, and the money line at minus one eighteen. So not a lot of difference. Although I'd probably take the points or lay the points here. Next game is in New Orleans. Pelicans are hosting the LA Lakers. The Lakers come in one point favorite. Total here is 226 and a half for the Lakers. Uh, the question, obviously, well, we know LeBron's out, but AD, and he is listed as probable. Mo Bamba is out. And on the Pell side, we know Zion obviously is out. And the big question here is Brandon Ingram. He's listed as questionable. Jose Alvarado is out. So does AD play? It looks like it. And does Ingram play? Questionable. So I'll probably lean to the no there. Um, I really have a tough time back in the Lakers anywhere this year, especially on the road. I mean, at minus one, this line opened New Orleans minus one and a half. So it's flipped probably on the Ingram news and a lean towards AD playing. He's been playing well lately, but away from home on the road, I would lean the Lakers, but not really going to be on this game either. Final game of the night is in San Antonio, where the Spurs host the Magic. Not sure this is going to be all that exciting a game. Two teams clearly looking towards next year. Uh, Spurs at home are plus five. And total here, 232.5 on the injury report. I just see Jonathan Isaac is out. Franz Wagner questionable for the Magic. For the Spurs, Ken Birch is out. Uh, Malachi Branham is out. Keldon Johnson and Jeremy Sohan are questionable. Um... Sohan seems to be questionable every game, second half of the year. So hard to get a grasp on this game. This game opened at minus five for Orlando and has basically stayed there. Uh, total opened at 234, so it's ticked up a little. Uh, money coming in on the over. Maybe lean towards the over. Um, sorry, it opened at 234. It's at 232.5. So come, been coming down a little. 
Uh, probably some value on that over. I just don't know that I can back these two teams for a total like that. So probably going to be a stay away. Not a lot um, in the NBA for me tonight. Again, maybe the Raptors a plus one. Pardon me, uh, the Nuggets a plus one in Toronto. We switch now to the AA. So uh, the tournament officially gets started tonight. Uh, the four play-in games played in Dayton, Ohio. There's two tonight, two tomorrow night. The winners of those four then become uh, seated in the 64-team official tournament, which starts Thursday. So as I pull up my stats here, I'm going to take a quick break. And when we get back, hit the NCAA game of this evening. And we are back in the NCAA tonight. Two games, as I said, uh, and playing rounds played in Dayton, Ohio. And then there are eight NIT games, all played at the site of the higher ranked team. It's basically how the NIT works until the final four. Then they all get together. Uh, and play that in a weekend. So. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We, we start with the first game, which is the two 16 seeds, um, and the winner will then become a 16 seed, and the next game is a two-team battling for a 10th seed. So we start with Southeast Missouri State, SEMO, uh, versus Texas A&M Corpus Christi. Uh, right now, A&M Corpus Christi is minus 3.5 point. Favorite total, 120. Sorry, wrong, wrong number. Yeah. A&M's a three and a half points over 157 and a half, which I'm actually shocked, uh, especially in a neutral site. I'll maybe look towards the under there. But what I am on is, is uh, Texas A&M Corpus Christi here grabbing, laying three and a half points. I just don't think these two teams are all that close. SEMO uh, comes out of the Ohio Valley Conference and Corpus Christi out of the Southland. But when I look at their numbers, um, AM, you know, there's certain stats I like to look at in college basketball, especially when you're matching up teams that don't play, uh, haven't played in, together or uh, in the same conference. Things like offensive rebounds. So what are the what are the chances of getting second chance points? Um, Corpus Christi comes in the 58th ranked team in the country. So there's 363 college basketball teams. They're the 58th ranked team. Uh, they're ranked about 170 overall in Ken Palm. So a little bit above the average. Uh, overall, they're ranked that CMO comes in at 257, so well below the national average, just in ranking at Ken Palm. But offensive rebound, in, uh, Corpus Christi is the 58th best team, whereas CMO is the 284th best team. So you have one team who does it really well, one team who is pretty weak at it. Uh, I Therefore, more, more points, hopefully, for Corpus Christi. The overall adjusted efficiency on offense uh, Corpus Christi 137, so above average. SEMO 263, so well below average there. Uh, when it comes to three point field goals, uh, Corpus Christi 38th best in the country. They hit 36.9, so just under 37% of their three balls. The interesting stat though is SEMO's defense, they allow 35.3, so they're 262nd worst. So better offensive rebounding, better overall offense, much better shooting uh, the three ball. 
against a very weak defense. Uh, I like Corpus Christi. I'm surprised this line is as close. I think it's moving up a little. I wouldn't be surprised if it closes uh, closer to minus four. Uh, tip, 640 in the East, this game tips off. But I am on Corpus Christi tonight to win this and move to the big dance. They will then play on Thursday. The second game of consequence in the tournament is Pittsburgh and Mississippi State. Um, you've got Mississippi State here, minus two and a half, total here, 133 and a half. And I'm kind of wavering on this game. I like Mississippi State, and I think they are the better team. Uh, right now in Ken Palm, they're ranked number 49 overall in the country, Pitt 77. Uh, Mississippi State, obviously, uh, well, I think they played in that, and well, maybe not a tougher conference, but probably a tougher schedule this year. Um, they come in with the sixth best defense as far as adjusted efficiency on Ken Palm in the country. So sixth best defense. Defense Pitt is number 142. So Pitt's a decent defense for sure, but Mississippi State is very strong. Uh, on the flip side, Pitt gets the nod on the offense. They're the 24th most efficient offense in the country, while Mississippi State's 164. On a neutral court, though, uh, I see this being a game that'll be close, and I think the defense is going to matter. Um, when I look at pace, Pitt's about 174, so a little faster than average, but nothing crazy, where Mississippi State is 334, so very slow. So I see Mississippi State trying to slow the game down, play a bit of a grimy style, uh, and they should be able to do that. One thing that stands out to me here, though, also offensive rebounding. Mississippi State, the 15th best team in the country, whereas uh, Pitt is 122nd. So respectable for sure for Pitt, but Mississippi State is very strong under the glass. I think they win that battle. I think they keep the game close and they, and they win that uh, as well. Pitt's a much better free throw shooting team, 76%, which is 38th in the country. Uh, Mississippi State, a god-awful 64.7, so 347th in the country. Uh, so I like, I like Mississippi State's defense. Neutral site could be a low-scoring game. If anything, it might lean to the under 133. It's not a big number, but 133.5 might lean to the under. I'm seeing it on FanDuel minus 105. Um, I just think neutral site in Dayton. These guys haven't played there this year and could be some tough times in a new venue. Um, tough angles, tough uh, getting used to. So I lean to the better defensive team. When I think it'll be a close game, I'm a little scared away by the Pitt's much better free-throw shooting. So if the game is close, they have the better offense. They're better with the ball. They don't turn the ball over as much. But I just think Mississippi State is a better team. When I look at their strength of schedules, Mississippi State, obviously coming out of the SEC, played the 82nd hardest schedule in the country. And Pitt, coming out of the ACC, played the 99th. So slight lean to Mississippi State. So I'm not on this game yet. Uh, but if anything, I would lean to Mississippi State at um, minus two and a half. Now, I'm trying to pull up all the other games. Get there in one second. Okay, so while everyone's focused on the NCAA starting Thursday and the, and the four playing games tonight and tomorrow, there's still NIT games going. I think there's still some very interesting games out here tonight. Um, the next game, or the first game up in the NIT, 7 p.m. in the East, we have Hostra traveling to Rutgers to play at the Jersey Mike's Arena. But as most people like to call it, the Rack, the Rutgers, used to be the Rutgers Athletic Hall scene. Very tough place to play on the road. Rutgers is always a better team there. They come in six and a half point favorites. Total here, 139 and a half. Um, I like Rutgers. I like them to win just a little high for me. Not on this game. 
Uh, I definitely lean Rutgers. Uh, if this were five, five and a half, I'd be all over them, but it's six and a half. Probably stay away from me. The question always in NIT games is the motivation. Rutgers thought they should have been in the tournament. I think they probably should have been too. Committee didn't vote them in. So is this a bit of a letdown? Are they playing out the string? NIT games, you see a lot of upsets uh, for that reason alone. Um, so I'm not really sure I want to be on this game tonight. Next game, same kind of thing here in Michigan. The Wolverines missed the tournament. I think everybody knew that was going to happen. Uh, after they flamed out early in the Big Ten Conference Tournament. But they're five-and-a-half-point favorites at home against Toledo. Total here, 163-and-a-half. And and this just comes down to, to me, Michigan's motivation. If they're mailing it in, if they're not really into it, um, there's a good chance they could lose. Uh, You could get Toledo plus 202 on the money line. I'm not on that. If anything, I would lean to Michigan minus five-and-a-half. I see it at DraftKings, but minus 120. So you're probably going to have to lay six points if you want to get it around the minus 110 number. Shop around, look for that. I would lean Michigan. Uh, I think they're the better team. Toledo is a fun team to watch. Toledo can score, hence the 163-and-a-half total. If anything, I would lean under. I think Michigan might be able to slow them down. But they've been a bit of a a machine scoring lately in Toledo. But uh, I think Michigan's a better team. It just comes down to motivation. If they're not motivated, if they're even partially mailing this in, Toledo will keep this game close and cover the five-and-a-half, six-point spread, I think. Next game, uh, UAB, University of Alabama is hosting Southern Miss. UAB comes in, sorry, University of Alabama at Birmingham. Uh, UAB comes in eight and a half point favorites. And total here, 155 and a half. And I'd actually be on UAB. It's just, a, again, too big a number to me to lay um, in NIT play. I mean, I think these teams are fairly evenly matched. If you look at the Ken Palm rankings, UAB is number 62. Uh, Southern Miss comes in at number uh, 98. UAB st- strength of schedule. So how hard of a season did they have in the Conference USA, which wasn't up conference this year, did fairly well. They were 134th toughest schedule. Southern Miss coming out of the Sun Belt uh, was 168th. So obviously a tougher, um, tougher schedule for UAB, um, but not wildly tougher. And I think they're the better team. But when I look at the metrics, there's not a lot that really jumps out at me. Both teams are slightly above average in free throw shooting. Both uh, UAB's got the better offense, uh, for sure, ranked 47th in the country at Ken Palm and adjusted efficiency versus Southern Miss at 117. So I lean UAB. It's just a lot of points to lay uh, in a game, the uh, the NIT game, where, again, I don't know what their, their motivation is. These, these guys had a good run. You know, a month ago or so, I'm pretty sure they thought they were not necessarily tournament bound, but had a good chance to get there. And they kind of stumbled late. So what's the motivation going to be going? And what's the motivation going to be to cover this spread? Obviously, they're not focused on that, um, but that's a big number to cover. So uh, I'm not really sure that I would be. Uh, I'm not on this game. I just think I like UAB to win. Not going to play the money line minus 430. That's too much for me. Next game is one I am on. Uh, Liberty is hosting Villanova. Liberty comes in three and a half point favorites. Uh, I see this moving to about four. Uh, total here, 135 and a half. And that's the number I'm at. I'm on. This is played at Liberty's home arena in Lynchburg, Virginia. Um, I'm on the under, actually, I got it earlier at under 136 on DraftKings. And Villanova, I actually thought Nova was going to make the tournament. They just kind of stumbled uh, too much during the year. They got healthy, uh, but they only... They beat Georgetown the first round, then lost to Creighton in the second round. I think they had to get by them and maybe another another win to qualify. Didn't happen for them. 
but they play a very slow pace. Always have, um, even in the post-J Wright era. 363 teams in college basketball. They are the 336th slowest team. And efficient when they do. They're 38th most, or number 38 in adjusted efficiency on offense. So uh, they don't turn the ball over either. 31st best team in turnover rate. And uh, they shoot their free throws, which they always have. 82.1%. Number one team in the country in free throw shooting. So they play a slow game. They like to um, control the ball, and they do it quite well. But Liberty also plays a slow game, 318. So you have two very slow teams playing, and I think this game, three-and-a-half point spread, should be fairly close. Uh, neither team rebounds the ball offensively, so not a lot of second-chance points. Um, Villanova comes in 339th in the country. That's terrible for a, a, a program of their stature. Liberty 263rd, so well below average in rebounding the ball after missed shots on the offense. Liberty is number one in defensive rebounding. I always find stats like that interesting. You can rebound defensively, but you can't rebound offensively. I mean, I understand the difference um, in those categories, but when you're so good at it defensively, Liberty being the number one team in the country, uh, but the 206 defensively, 263rd team offensively, something doesn't make sense there. Point is... Nova's terrible on their own, uh, um, on their own rebounding after their own shots, and Liberty's great on the defensive end. So, less points. Uh, I'm not sure who wins here. I'd actually lean Nova. I think they're more experienced. They've got a couple injuries, um, but I think I would lean the plus three and a half. But not on that. I'm on the total of under 136. Next game, which I think would be an interesting one as well. Yale travels to Vanderbilt. Uh, this game is at 9 p.m. in the East. The home Commodores are two and a half point favorites. Total here, 146. And I would lean to Vandy, uh, but I'm not going to be honest. They're, they've just been too inconsistent. They were they were a fun, trendy team. I think people thought they may have an outside shot if they ran through the SEC tournament. Fortunately, they ran into Kentucky in the second round. They beat LSU easy in the opening round. Then they ran into Kentucky and lost by seven. Sorry, beat Ken- sorry, sorry, sorry. Beat Kentucky. Which then everybody had them buzzing even more, but then ran into ran into Texas A and M and lost that game by twelve. So didn't make the tournament. I think Vandy's a better team. Uh, you know, overall they're I think they're a better team, especially at home. They're ranked number eighty in Ken Palm, Yale sixty seven, and their offense is Vandy's offense is number twenty two in efficiency at Ken Palm. Yale's is number eighty one. So should be a good game. And neither team neither team shoots the free throws well, so it could be a little ugly late. Uh, I would just I lean Vandy because of the home court advantage. Uh, they play better at home, and again though, NIT don't really know what the motivation is. They were hoping to get you know a few days, literally a few days ago in the SEC tournament, they were hoping if they can get another win or two, they they got a good shot at dancing. Didn't happen. Are they going to come off a letdown and be flat? Uh, is a home crowd going to be hopping? Probably not for a game against CL. Um, but stay away, stay away for me. Next game. Is Bradley in Wisconsin? I like this. I like this game a lot too. I'm wager. I'm debating which way to go here. Uh, I'm leaning towards Wisconsin. Wisconsin two and a half point favorites. Although it's juiced, I see at minus one twenty. So I'm moving towards minus three, probably closer to tip off. Uh, I don't really want to lay the minus one twenty juice. Total here one twenty six and a half. And you've got Bradley coming out of the Missouri Valley. Uh, and what's interesting is they had the hundred seventy seventh toughest schedule. Okay, out of the Missouri Valley, Wisconsin coming out of the Big Ten, the 12th toughest schedule. So if you 
if you take that into consideration, if that means anything to you, Wisconsin played a tougher schedule against a lot of tougher teams, obviously, in the Big Ten. Although the Big Ten was down this year. Um, they should be a little more battle-tested. They're a much better team at home, but they really struggled down down the stretch. So if I can get this at two and a half, closer to minus 110, I think I would probably pull the trigger on Wisconsin. Just not sure that we're going to get there. Again, though, my my my, ten, my my hesitancy with pulling that trigger is offensive rebounding. They Wisconsin's 340th in the country, 340th uh, in the country, and Bradley is the 18th best defensive rebounding team. On the other side, Bradley offensive rebounding is 160, so slightly above average. But Wisconsin's defensive rebounding is 55th, so well above average there. So two teams that are average to below, in Wisconsin's case, well below in offensive rebounding, but two teams that are also also good defensively rebounding the ball. What's interesting, these two teams, so in Ken Palm, Wisconsin's 76, Bradley's 86. So two well above average teams, free throw shooting, and it always kills me when I see numbers like this. How are they so bad? Wisconsin, 67.1 on their free throws this year, percent, 321st in the country. Bradley, 66.5, even worse, 327th in the country. So close game. Who knows gonna win? Who knows uh, what's going to happen because they're not going to be shooting that well from the free throw line. I like Wisconsin, uh, not at three. If I can get it at two and a half, I'll probably be on it. Um, but I'm not right now. Next game, uh, the battle in Washington State. I think this is going to be a low-key interesting game for an NIT game. You get Eastern Washington uh, at Washington State. Washington State comes in 10.5-point favorites. Uh, 147.5 is the total. And I think EW can keep this a lot closer than most people expect. These guys had a heck of a run. They really stumbled. <laughs> they lost their last three games. First game of the Big Sky Tournament, and then they lost two games during the season. Prior to that, they had won. Uh, 18, 17 straight against D1 competition. They were as hot as anybody until two weeks ago, and they've completely fallen off the map, it seems. Uh, versus Wazoo uh, in the Pac-12, they were playing well. They'd won, what, two, four, six, six in a row. They beat Cal in the first round of the Pac-12 tournament and then lost to Oregon by five. So they've been playing well to end the year as, uh, as well. I just think EW um, is a low-key good team not really – I think a lot of people are sleeping on them. It's an in-state rival. They're going to be jacked up to play this. Uh, I don't think Wazoo had ever thought they had a chance of really going to uh, the big dance. Um, so it won't be necessarily a letdown, um, but I think this game will be closer than the 10.5, 11 points. So I'm leaning – not on it yet, but I'm leaning EW – uh, if I can get to plus 11, I'd definitely be on it. Probably won't get there. But I am on the under 147. Actually, 148 is what I got it on DK. I see 147.5 right now on FanDuel. I'm on the under 148. And when I look at the pace, Eastern Washington 123rd, so slightly above average in pace. Uh, Washington 327th. Very slow team. They're at home. Huge favorite. If they do get up, Again, I don't think they'll win by 10 and a half, 11 points, but if they do get up uh, and they kind of put the game in neutral, slow it down to their pace, it's going to be tough for Eastern Washington, I think, to score a lot of points. And um, I think I, I think it'll be a close game. I think 147 is just a little too many points. Both teams have played well defensively. When I look at uh, on defensive metrics, adjusted efficiency, Washington State's 62nd best team in the country. 
Uh, EW is 226, so not that great there, obviously. But I think Wazoo can slow the game down. They can play well on defense. And I just think that – I just think I, as a, I think it's going to be a closer game, but I think the 147.5 is too much. I wouldn't be surprised if this comes in at like one – 137, 138. So at 148, which is what I got at, I am on the under in that game. Another game I'm debating, second, uh, I guess with the last game of the night here, is in Colorado. Seton Hall travels cross country to Colorado to play the Buffaloes. The Buffs come in minus three and a half, minus four. I think it's mostly minus fours. I see minus three and a half, but juice to 120, which I'm not willing to lay um, on FanDuel. I think it's minus four on DK. And total here, 135 and a half. I like Colorado. Uh, I don't know that I, if I could get it at minus three and a half, I might, but uh, probably stay away from me. Uh, I think I think Colorado's a better team. I think Seton Hall uh, has had a good run under Shaheen all the way into the Big East. When I look at their strength of schedule, they played, a, I think, a tougher schedule. They're 30th overall. Colorado comes in with the 43rd overall, so not that far apart. And I just look at Seton Hall. Neither team shoots free throws very well, but Seton Hall, their three-point shooting, 33.2%, 218th in the country. Two-point shooting, uh, 49.2%, 231st in the country. Not very strong. Flip side is Colorado on the three-ball, 298th in the country. But they don't shoot them very often. They shot 31.9%. On the inside the arc, 49.6%, 214th in the country. So not a lot going on on either team's offensive side of the ball, but defensively both teams are pretty solid. Uh, Seton Hall ranks number 22 in the country, Colorado number 23 in the country in adjusted efficiency on defense. So uh, could be a low-scoring game. The total shows at 135.5. I just think Seton Hall traveling across country to play what I think is a slightly better team in Colorado is going to be challenged to go there and win. Again, if it were minus 3, minus 2.5, I'd be on the buffs. But at minus three and a half, pushing to minus four, it's probably a stay away from me. So I think really uh, in my NCAA plays tonight, I am on Texas A&M Corpus Christi at minus three and a half. I am on the under of Villanova and Liberty minus, uh, pardon me, the under of 136. And Eastern Washington at Washington State, I'm on the under of 148. Strong lean towards Mississippi at minus two and a half. Uh, I'm going to watch that number, see how it goes. And I like Wisconsin. If it can get down to minus two and a half at a reasonable juice, I would do that. Uh, Colorado, minus three and a half. I like it. I don't love it. Um, those are really my plays for tonight. And again, the Michigan, I think the Michigan-Toledo game will be a great game. Uh, 163 and a half points, uh, the total. So a lot of points to be scored. But uh, I just don't know Michigan's motivation. So I'm not really willing to lay five and a half there. Uh, to wrap up, that's the hardwood for today. We moved to the NHL. Big slate of games in the NHL. 12 games in total. Going to quickly go through those. Uh, we start in Pittsburgh where the Penguins host the Habs. Montreal Canadiens are in town. You can get um, Pittsburgh at minus 365 and a money line. The road Canadiens plus 285. Total here is six and a half. I like the Pens and I like the under. You can get it at plus 104. Uh, I think Pittsburgh will be able to shut them down. Uh, but minus 365. I can't touch that with the Pens. Next game, which should be a very good game. Tampa Bay is on the road in Jersey to face the Devils, 7-10 in the East. You can get the home Devils, minus 144. The road, Lightning, plus 120. Total here is 6.5. Uh, juice to the over at minus 115. I would lean to the under, minus 105 of anything. Two solid defensive teams with good goaltending. Lean to the under. 
and stay away from me. If anything, there might be some value on Tampa plus 120. They haven't been as strong as they're doing the typical Tampa thing. Good team. Uh, I think not coasting, but getting ready for the playoffs where they're looking to have another great run like they had the last couple of years. Uh, so there might be some value on the Lightning at plus 120. In Philadelphia at 710 in the East, the Flyers host the Vegas Golden Knights. You can get the Knights on the road at minus 188. The Flyers at one, plus 155. Total here, six and a half. Uh, if anything, I'd go to the over. It's plus 112. Some value there. Um, not great goaltending, uh, really, on either team. And I can't lay minus 188 with the Knights. So maybe look towards the over. I think this is probably the best game. That, well, one of the best games tonight. Um, should be a nice Eastern clash. The Rangers are at home hosting the Capitals. The New York Rangers come in minus 170 in the money line, plus 144 the road. Capitals total here is six and a half. I would lean here to the under. It's at minus 122. Um, with Shesterkin and Nat, I think he's playing tonight for the Rangers. And the way their team has been clicking or potentially clicking. Uh, I like them to win. Minus 170 is a little steep. Welcome to the NHL, though. Uh, you got to lay those big numbers. And I would look to the under six, six and a half. So it's, my, it's juiced down to minus 122, but I think that's the play. Winnipeg Jets travel to Carolina to play the Hurricanes, 7-10 in the East. You can get the home Canes at minus 225. The Road Jets plus 184. Total here is a low 5.5, uh, juiced to the over, minus 130. And the over five and a half can't touch that. Don't really want to go under five and a half at plus one hundred six. Uh, I lean to the Canes. Very good team. Very good at home. Minus two twenty five is a little pricey. Red Wings travel to Nashville to play the Predators eight ten in the East. You can get the home Preds at minus one fifty two. The road Red Wings plus one twenty six. Total here also a low five and a half. Minus one thirty in the over plus one hundred six on the under. If Anything, um, maybe there's some value at plus 106 if you expect a low-scoring game. I think the Preds win. Uh, but Detroit is – like they've done this year and last year. Them in Buffalo I found a number of teams in the NHL hard to handicap. But they pull out these wins you don't think they're going to do. And I, I don't mean Anaheim Ducks or um, Arizona Coyotes pulling out these monster upsets that nobody sees coming. I mean, Detroit's only plus 126 underdog here. So they definitely could win this game. And Nashville is certainly no beast at home or in general this season. Um, so there might be some value in the Red Wings plus 126, but not really uh, what I'm looking to do today. In Chicago, the Blackhawks face the uh, Boston Bruins, 8.40 p.m. in the East. You can get the Bruins on the road at a whopping minus 490. The home Blackhawks plus 365, total here five and a half on the over minus 140. Initial blush, you think Boston can score. They can score a few, a lot of goals. Chicago after trading off Patrick Kane and some other pieces uh, probably struggle to put the puck in the net. You can get the under five and a half and plus 114. I think that's probably the play. Uh, the Bruins could shut them down. The Bruins could walk in and win 3 nothing, 3 4-1. I think the under five and a half is probably the play, especially at the plus money. Some value there. In Edmonton, 9-10 in the East, the Oilers host the upstart Ottawa Senators. The Oilers are minus 220. Hard to say they're upstart, but they're, uh, as they come in, as a plus 180 underdog. But they've been playing well. And I like what they've been doing. They made some good trades at the trade deadline. And Edmonton, Edmonton, I still think they're doing Edmonton things. Uh, we saw that against Toronto on Saturday. Wicked strong offense. Obviously, McDonald, uh, McDonald, McDavid, Dreisaitl, uh, Zach Hyman, they are just flying. But, man, they still struggle on defense. Uh, so Ottawa plus 180 might be some value here. 
Total here is seven and a half, so obviously a lot of expected goals. Over one, plus 134, under minus 164. Seven and a half is just too big a number to lay, even with the Oilers. Um, the way the Sens are playing, they could pot a few goals and they could, they could get to this number, sure. Uh, but I think I probably like the Sens at plus 180 as a value play on the money line. In Arizona, the Coyotes are hosting the Calgary Flames at 10-10 p.m. in the east. The Road Flames minus 255 in the money line. The home Coyotes at plus 205. Total here is 6.5. You can get that at plus 100 to the over, minus 122 to the under, I'm seeing. And... I like Calgary, but I've been burned so many times, not so many times, a handful of times in the, in the past couple of years, um, betting against the Coyotes. And then they're at home. So it might be some value getting that plus 205 money line. You're taking some risk there for sure. Uh, in six, six and a half goals, yeah, you're getting even money at plus 100 on the over. Uh, but that's a pretty big number. Next game out west as well, Vancouver Canucks host the Dallas Stars at 10, 10 p.m. Eastern time, you get the road stars at minus 150. The Canucks, who are clearly playing for next year, plus 125. Total here, six and a half. Like last game, juiced exactly at plus 100 to the over, minus 122 to the under. Uh, I lean the stars. Probably would play it at minus 150, maybe half a unit kind of thing. Um, they're the better team. They should be able to get the win. It's on the road, though, which tends to scare me a little bit with the stars. But um, can't take the Canucks the way they've been playing and what they're doing with their team. So I would lean towards the Stars, even laying minus 150. 10.30 in the East. The LA Kings host the New York Islanders, second-last game of the night. You can get the home Kings at minus 137. The Rhode Islanders at plus 114. Total here, 5.5, so obviously a low-scoring low game expected. Um, Juice Dessie about minus 120 over, about minus 105 on the under. Uh, I take the home Kings. They're decent at home. Um, my, minus 137 is a decent number, I think. Uh, I definitely lean towards the Kings here. Final game is in San Jose, where the Sharks host the Columbus Blue. And the Sharks come in at minus 145. The Road CBJ Blue Jackets come in at plus 116. Total here is six and a half. I would lean to the under uh, six and a half. You get a plus money, plus 104. I think San Jose is a better team. Minus 140 is a reasonable price as well. Uh, I just don't know that Columbus is an offensive juggernaut and they're going to get many goals. So uh, I don't know that they're combined. They're going to get to seven goals. So I would lean to under six and a half. Not a lot on the ice officially for me. I like that under. I like Columbus at minus 140. Uh, I like the Stars on the road at minus 150. And I kind of like the Bruins, oddly enough, and Chicago at minus five and a half, you're getting plus money. So under minus five and a half, so five goals or less uh, at plus 114. So lots on the hardwood. The madness is beginning, which if you know me, is the most exciting time of the year. Madness, the madness beginning, spring training in baseball, uh, NBA and NHL seasons wrapping up. This is a great time to be a sports fan. Never mind a wagering fan. It's a great time as well. Uh, but before I go, if you haven't already, check out our buddies at Manscaped. Go to manscaped.com. I'm sure you've heard about them, seen their products. They have fantastic stuff. When you check out, use the, co the coupon code HoopBall20, HoopBall20, 20% off. Get 20% off your order and free shipping. It's definitely worth checking out. So hopefully you got some plays. Hopefully you got some picks. Hopefully you're watching a little madness as it begins subtly tonight. And hopefully we can make some money and check back tomorrow, next couple of days. Probably going to be going over my bracket and a lot of picks. A couple more playing games tomorrow, more NAT games, and then a slew of games on Thursday and Friday that we'll be hitting on. So hope you enjoyed the show. If you have any questions, 
always hit me up at Doug underscore read three, four on Twitter. I love interacting with people and answering any questions you have or thoughts or comments or things you'd like me to go over on the show. But until next day, let's make some money, have some fun watching some games and we'll chat with you tomorrow. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.